Welcome to the Tabletop Sportcast with your host, James Cast. This podcast is dedicated to my favorite hobby, tabletop sports. I'll review games in my collection, discuss how I approach different projects, and even recap the latest games from my tabletop. Have questions, thoughts, or feedback? Feel free to reach me at tabletopsportcast at gmail.com or check out our Facebook page by the same name. Today's episode is going to be a check-in on our cooperative project in the play games community, the Euro 2020 replay. And I'll be taking you through where we are right now, how we're executing on the project, and what is ahead as we look to wrap it up. Before we get into our main topic, let's do our Sunday recap of my tabletop. And here's what's been going on. The main focus this week was fast drive football, and I was able to basically play the in most of the Atlanta Falcons 1990 season. This is part of the larger 1990 replay that I am doing. And here's how it went. So first, we had games one and two for Atlanta. They faced, uh, they had a home game week one against Houston Oilers, and they won that game 28 to 14. They then traveled to Detroit for week two and lost that game 20 to 10. Week three, they had a road game in San Francisco, and they actually won that game 24 to 20. San Fran has been playing some tight games, and this one they fell short on. Week four was a bye week for Atlanta. Week five, they had a home game against the New Orleans Saints. They won that game 34 to 10. And week six, it was San Fran's turn to return the favor in Atlanta. And San Fran won the game 38 to 14. Week seven was a game previously played uh, as part of the earlier part of the schedule. In week eight, they had a home game against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati won a tight one, 37-35. Week nine, the Atlanta Falcons traveled to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh came away with a 24-14 win. Week 10 saw the Falcons traveling to Chicago, and Chicago edged them out 38-37, And then week 11, the Falcons hosted Philadelphia, and Philadelphia went up big um, and won 41-29. We then concluded that season. So that was a total of five gaming sessions to get through those. I usually do about two games per session, which only takes me. It takes less than a half an hour to get a couple games in. Later in the week, I... Wrapped it all up, I played week 12, where Atlanta traveled to New Orleans, and they won that game 27-13. They then had a week 13 game in Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay romped them. 41-7 was the final score of that game. Weeks 14, 15, and 16 were previously played in the earlier part of the project, and that left us with a week 17 game. Dallas at Atlanta, and Atlanta squeaked out a one-point victory. They won the game 14-13. to 
Overall, the Falcons came out ahead of their predicted schedule. They, in real life, had gone 5-11. and 11. They finished this season 8-8. Eight and eight. And for a 500 team, I mean, it doesn't get much closer than this. Points for were 397 for the Falcons, and points against was 396. So a one-point difference between points for and points against for the 500 team. But like I said, they outperformed their uh, real-life schedule by about three games. I think they were a 5-11 and 11 team that year. Um, I haven't even looked this up yet, so let's take a quick peek here and see just how close they were. But again, dominating the week of play because it's really easy to get in the games with fast drive football. Um, it, it really takes like 10 to 15 minutes, all told, for a game to, to complete. So... Um, let's see. For the 1990 season, the Atlanta Falcons ended up going five and eleven. They gave up. They scored 348, so they outscored them their own totals, and then they had allowed 365 that year. So they also allowed more points in this replay. But overall, finished at eight and eight. So that's a good improvement for their record. And so far, the two teams from the NFC West that we have played, both the Rams and Falcons, had finished 5-11. and 11. And in my replay to date, those two teams both went 8-8. Eight and eight. So there's some games to give back there and maybe against those, against the Saints and the 49ers. We'll see. The rest of the week, let's see. We had um, Soccer Blast. So I did a... A recap in my last episode, which was just yesterday, of my Euro 2020 game, like Croatia at, at, at England. Croatia came away with a one nothing victory there. We also saw on my tabletop second season express. It was the 1973 NFL season replay. I had both championship games this week. The... Speaking of Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons traveled to Minnesota for the NFC Championship in 1973 and came away with a 21 to 10 win. Dave Hampton, I play this game with Second Season Express, and Dave Hampton gained 22 zones rushing, and he scored two rushing touchdowns in the game. So, monstrous effort from Dave Hampton as Atlanta shocks the Vikings and advances to the Super Bowl. And they will face the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders knocked off the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship, winning their game 26-10. to Oakland's defense forced five Cincinnati turnovers en route to that win. It was really never in contest there. So Oakland will face the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl for the 1973 NFL replay. And I should be playing that Super Bowl in a week or two. And that was the project that I was hoping to wrap up this month. So on target to get that done. And then last on my week's replay was uh, Soccer Blast again. And Another Euro 2020 game. Last night, I was able to play Slovakia traveling to, to, you know, at Spain. So Slovakia at Spain. And Spain came away with a 2 nothing win. Uh, they had goals scored by Torres and Morata. And 
Spain, 2-0 over Slovakia. So overall, pretty light week for me on the tabletop. And, you know, in addition to the games that were played, obviously I've been running this Euro 2020 project, which we'll dive into in a minute. Um, I also got a chance to play around a little bit with the uh, commissioner's edicts cards that play games debuted on their play space last this past week. Printed those out, played around with those a little bit and, you know, just use them to set up my next wrestling federation. Although I probably won't actually kick it off for another couple months, but uh, wrestling America Federation kicked it off. I'm going to be basically starting with a long play for the, for the WAF, the wrestling American Federation and started with my 19, you know, the seventies set and use this to basically determine like who's in the initial um, roster, who gets some bumps like early on. And I'll probably run like about 12 shows and then run those cards again, just to see where we're at. So I think that's how I'm going to play that out and try to run through the seventies, eighties and nineties sets over a little period of time here and just get a feel for all those different wrestlers. That is it. It was, um, like I said, uh, for me, a little bit of a light week. Um, I have a game to play today. I haven't gotten to it yet. So that'll be part of next week's recap and looking forward to um, talking now about the Euro 2020 project. So let's switch over to that. So let's talk about the Euro 2020 replay. This is the second co uh, cooperative or community project that we run in the Play Games community. I've partnered up with Paul Salzgaber for this particular project. And like our last one, our goal has been to take a moderately sized project that if I was to do this on my own, which I considered doing, right? I wanted to think, I thought about playing the Euro 2020 uh tournament on my tabletop it's 51 games to play the entire tournament that would take me a while to play so we, we you know this was became a great candidate to do a cooperative event and my goal was to finish this in about six weeks considering that we were going to start at the beginning of november I figured with the Thanksgiving holidays that there was a chance that that would cause a delay in getting some games completed and wanted to get it wrapped up really before like the Christmas holiday season kicked in because then that would cause further delays. So I gave myself about, I wanted to see if we could get this done in about six weeks. All of that always depends on the community and how many people we can get engaged. Uh, we ended up getting... 10 different participants to take part and it sounds like not a lot of people but at the same time what we are right now we kicked off the we we started asking for people to sign up for games on october 28th in the pm and here we are on november 7th less than only about a week and a half in at this point and we have almost completed the group stage so 33 games are in the books out of the 36 group stage games. And the other three are scheduled and are out for playing right now. So that's really powerful that 33 games got done in just about 10 days. Now, 
where do we stand? So let's kind of walk through where we are. So what we've based, well, let me back up a second. And all we've asked folks to do who took part in this project is we'll give you the two teams, play out the game, follow the, you know, your house rules, whatever it is that you need to do. And the only thing we need back is final score, who scored the goals, and if the goalies made spectacular saves. Uh, we're not asking them to track like full stats or anything like that at this point. Like we just wanted to see like where did those goals get scored and how are the goalies doing overall without having to track like all the saves and whether it was an on sh target shot or any of that kind of stuff. We're also not tracking things like cards, right? Because we want people to be us basically just be able to play a game whenever it's available and not have to worry about like, did a game be did the team play before that? Is their cards carrying over? We're not doing any of that stuff. So our results may slightly alter or, or be different than what the actual 2020 tournament played out as, but we're going to be close or at least close to the same rules. All right, so 33 games are in, and we've actually had quite a few groups that have finished up play. So let's run group by group. There's there's six groups, and let's see where we stand, and then we'll give you an idea about where we are with the setting up the knockout stage, which will be coming up hopefully by the end of next week. So group A, not yet complete, but where we stand right now is Italy – who's only played two games. They are one of the teams that will play. In, there's one more game left to play in this group, and Italy will face Switzerland. Italy is right now in first. They have six points. They won both of their games. They are a plus three on the goal differential. Turkey is currently, and they have finished, they are at four points. So Turkey right now is... One, one, and one. They've scored, they've recorded four points, and they have a plus two on their goal differential. Switzerland, who needs to play Italy still, is one and one. They've got one win, one draw, four points. So they are tied with Turkey, but they only have a plus one on their goal differential. And then Wales is the fourth team. They have lost all three of their games. They are finished. Uh, they finished at a minus six. They did not score a goal in the tournament and allowed six. So where Group A stands is Italy wins with a win or a tie against Switzerland. Switzerland will win the group if they beat Italy. And if Italy and Switzerland tie... Italy is the winner. Turkey advances on goal differential. So Switzerland needs a win in order to advance to the next round, although their four points is probably enough to at least qualify them based on third-place finishers, and we'll get into that in a second or a little later, probably not a second. Group B. Group B is not yet complete either. There's actually two games left to play. So all four teams in Group B have only played two games. Let's see where they stand right now. Group B, Denmark leads with six points. They are 2-0. and They have a goal differential of plus two. And their next game for Denmark, their final game, is against Russia. Finland... I'm sorry, let's go to second place right now. So Denmark is leading right now in the group with six points. Belgium 
is in second place. They have a win and a loss. They have three points. They have scored three goals and allowed two, so a plus one in the goal differential. And their final game is against Finland. Finland is in third place right now, and they are they have a one draw, one loss, so oh one and one, one point. Uh, they are a minus one on their goal differential. And Russia is in fourth place. Technically, they have also one point with a draw and a loss, but they are minus two in their goal differential. So here's where it stands. Um, Belgium will win the group with a win against Finland. If, if Finland wins that game, Denmark is going to win the group. The rest of it is pretty much up in the air because none of the teams have qualified yet. Um, Belgium will more than likely be able to advance with at least a tie against Finland. And Russia pretty much will need a win to advance. But it's hard to tell because there's still a couple, of, you know, there's a lot of ifs there. But if Russia wins, they'll get to four points. Um, if Belgium wins, though, like Russia is going to be sitting in third place and then they, they might make it with four points. Four points seems to be the cutoff right now, but a lot more to be determined as the final two games still need to come in from Group B. The rest of the groups are complete. So here's the rundown of how things played out in the rest of the groups. Group C, the winner of the group was the Netherlands. The Netherlands advanced with a perfect three wins. Uh, they finished with nine points and a plus three on their goal differential. So Netherlands wins Group C. The runner-up in Group C was the Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine went 1-1-1 one, one, and one for four points. They tied North Macedonia, who also went 1-1-1, one, one, and one, but... Ukraine was a plus two on goal differential, and North Macedonia was at zero. So Ukraine advances as the Group C runner-up. Group D, the winner is Croatia. Croatia goes perfect with three wins and nine points and a plus three on their goal differential. So Croatia is the Group D winner. And then England will advance as the Group D runner-up with two wins and a loss and a plus three on their goal differential. So England is the Group D runner-up. Third place in Group D is the Czech Republic, who had one win, two losses, and three points. Group E. The winner of Group E is Spain. Two wins, one draw, seven points. They finish with a plus four goal differential, and they will advance. In second in Group E is Poland, who finished 1-1-1 one, one, one for four points and a minus one on their goal differential, but they will advance as the Group E runner-up. The third-place team from Group E is Sweden. Sweden had two draws and a loss in their three games and finished with two points and a minus one on their goal differential. And then our most competitive group was Group F. In Group F, 
Hungary, Portugal, and France all finished 1-1-1. One, one, and one. That was four points each. Germany tied all three teams and finished with three points. So where we stand right now in Group F is it came down to tiebreakers. Um, and Portugal ended up advancing on goal differential. They were a plus one on goal differential with their 1-1-1 one, one, and one record. So they advance as the Group F winner. And then France was next on goal differential. So they finished with zero on their goal differential. Hungary actually was a minus one despite the 1-1-1 one, one, one record. So... Portugal is the Group F winner. France is the Group F runner-up. Hungary will be the third-place qualifier or third-place finisher. And remember, now, what happens in this tournament is the runner-up and the winner of each group advances, and that's 12 teams total. And then there's four wild cards that go between the third-place finishers. Now, the good news for some of our third-place finishers is this. Because the Czech Republic is in third place with three points and Slovakia is in third place, I'm sorry, yeah, Sweden is in third place with two points, anyone with four points as a third-place team is going to advance because there's four spots open and we have two teams below four points. That means that Hungary, with four points from Group F, has qualified for the knockout round. It also means that North Macedonia with four points has qualified for the knockout round. And it also means that we're going to have at least one team from Group A advance because right now, Turkey, Italy, and Switzerland all have four points or more. So we're going to get three teams out of Group A. It really comes down now to what happens with Group B. Group B, as we mentioned, has two games left to play. Um, each team has one game left. Right now, the third-place teams are Finland and Russia, who each only have one point. If they both lose their games, it means Germany will get the fourth and final wildcard spot. If either Finland or Russia wins their game, they will be the wildcard winner if they don't already qualify. Um, in fact, they will automatically, yeah, they will win. Um, and then it depends on what Belgium does. So if Finland wins, it might mean if both Finland and Russia win, they're both in, they're going to, one's going to be the runner up and the other one's going to be the fourth qualifier. If they both tie, it means that Belgium will be the runner up from group B with three points. Finland and Russia, each with two points, would be out, and Germany with three points would be in again. So Germany has a couple pathways in, in that most competitive Group F. Um, the, one, the one team that right now seems like it's probably out is Sweden with two points. I don't think there's a path for Sweden to get in right now as the fourth team because right now they would be the last of the they're behind Germany. It's basically what it comes down to. So Germany's got the three points. All right. Now, how are we shaping up for our knockout stage? Um, and we basically, let's re just recap real quick with the group stage. As players finished their games, I allowed them to just grab another game. And we tried to mix it up. So I tried to rotate them through the groups to give them the chance to play with as many teams as possible. 
And the way it has worked out so far is that um, I think our leader has played like at least six games so far in the in the tournament. I don't know why I opened that again. Um, trying to play around here with my spreadsheets. So right now the leader in playing the most games actually was eight. John McGinnis has played eight games of the 36. So basically one out of four games he has been able to play. He did get through every single group. He played at least one game in every group. And, you know, that's really what our goal was. Um, again, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different people have played at least one game, um, and seven of those have played two or more games. Through the group stage, and again, there's a couple, there's three games left to go, but we have four goalies who have each recorded four spectacular saves. Olsen from Sweden, Pickford from England, Payatov from Ukraine and Ward from Wales each have four spec saves. Two of those teams are advancing, England and Ukraine. For our top goal scorers, we have four players who have three goals scored already. Uh, Perisic from Croatia has three points. He's advancing. Lewandowski from Poland has three goals. He is advancing. Uh, Traskovsky from North Macedonia has three goals and he is advancing and Yarmolenko from the Ukraine has three goals and he is advancing. So all of our top goal scorers, no surprise here are advancing in the tournament. So we'll be interested to see how they do in the knockout stage. So that's a recap so far of where we are with the group stage. Next up is the knockout stage, and we are looking to get that done soon. So our hope is to have everybody play at least one game. So if each of the 10 um, players to date plays at least one game, that will take care of 10 of the 15 scheduled games. Now, Keith Avalon, who runs play games, um, we had talked to him before the tournament, and you know we'll see about it. But I, I think he's planning on playing out the championship game for us on his uh, YouTube channel. So that takes care of eleven of the fifteen games. So we're going to need four games played by you know somebody. Four people are going to have to play two games, and I think we'll have some eager participants to do that. Obviously. What we're starting to see is uh, matchups happening um, based on the way they seed the knockout uh, stage. So the games that we know already is Ukraine is going to be playing in group two, I mean, in game two against the group A winner, which is yet to be determined. Portugal is playing in game three, and they will play one of the third place qualifiers. Game four is set. England hosts Poland in game four. Game five, Spain is in, and they will play one of the third place qualifiers. Game six is set. Croatia will host France in game six. Game seven, the Netherlands will play in game seven, and they will face one of the third place qualifiers. And then game eight, we have neither team for. That is going to be the group A runner-up facing against the group B runner-up. And then obviously the uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals will all be determined based on who
who advances out of the previous round. That's where we are. We are, again, 10 days in, and we have almost completed the group stage. I think we have a good chance to have that done by midweek uh, to get those final three games in, giving everybody a couple of day, more days to get those games in. And by next weekend, we hope to kick off the the, the uh, knockout stage. And I think there's even a chance we may actually finish the knockout stage before Thanksgiving, so finish in about half the time of what we were hoping for. Uh, it's been really great. You know, I'm I'm really glad that these are catching on, even with small groups, right? We're giving people a chance to pull out some games that maybe they wouldn't necessarily be drawn to, but they've gotten their collection and give them a reason to play a game or two on them. And that's really what these community events have been about. So we're planning on bringing them to some other places and playing with some other games. Um, this is our second one. We did second season express and now we're doing soccer blast. So we have other games in the collections that we are going to try to do and really building off of some of the other community events that have taken place where, um, you know, uh, Paul has uh, Siles Gaber who's helping me with this one. He's been running like our play tour over the last couple of years where they, you know, put, Everyone uses the same golfer and plays a course, and we see how the scores go, and you get a leaderboard generated. Uh, Travis Jansen has been doing the uh, Play Cart series where we all kind of created our own car for red, white, and blue racing, and everybody ran one of the races, and you know he's been kind of running that season this year and hoping to do it again next year as well. So really building off of these different community events to try to like establish – a way for everyone to get these games in and take part in a larger project. So we've been talking about what other ones might be able to get to the tabletop in the near future too. And it's been really exciting. That's this week's show. So next week, here's what's coming up. Um, our game of the week next week is going to be uh, a red, white, and blue racing recap. I'm going to, we at the 1990s greats are traveling to Dover and I will give you a recap of how that race played out. And then next week, I'm going to, I mentioned this in yesterday's episode as one of the projects that I have that I'm starting up, but we're going to talk about this approach. This was covered on the uh, play space with Keith Avalone. Um, and there's a couple of games there's Fast Drive Football, Second Season, and Second Season Express. And there's a way to play all three of those. So I'm going to talk about how I'm going to incorporate all three of those into a larger project that I have coming up or believe the 1994 NFL season. And I'll be giving you basically like what the approach is going to be for that project as I get ready to kick that off probably as early as next month. So thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week.